1: Sponsored by Harlem Beer Distributing North Carolina. For more information, log on to their website at harlembeernc.com. On December 27th,
0: 1892, Livingstone and Biddle College, now known as Johnson C. Smith University, played in Salisbury, North Carolina, with Biddle winning 5-0. to zero. Over time, HBCU football has evolved. HBCU football's popularity continues to rise. Millions attend games each year and millions more watch on television. The HBCU bands provide some of the top entertainment in the country. Over that time, some of the best players to ever play in the National Football League played at HBCUs. Every Monday through Friday on the HBCU Football Daily Podcast, national radio and television host Donald Ware takes a look at what's happening in HBCU football and talks with coaches, players, administrators, and media about the season. Make sure you join the conversation on social media now. Here's your host, Donald Ware.
1: This is the HBCU Football Daily Podcast for today, Thursday, November 16th. I'm Donald Ware. Where? Let's talk some HBCU football and some of the happenings uh, around the world, especially of HBCU football, especially as it relates to coaches. So per HBCU sports, there was a report that Clarence McKinney, the head football coach of Texas Southern, his contract would not be renewed by Texas Southern. That, again, is a report from HBCU sports which then uh, updated its website to reflect a release coming from Texas Southerns AD uh, uh, stating that the report by HBCU Sports was not true and that, in fact, a decision about Coach McKinney's future will be made at the end of the season. Uh, Semantics, I I think, uh, you know, right there, unfortunately, uh, for Coach McKinney, you look at the record over the uh, 18, 19, 21, the five-year period of 12 and 34, although Texas Southern had a really, really uh, a surprising victory over Olcorn State um, last week. Okay, that is different from actually what is going on in Baton Rouge and at Southern University where Southern held a press conference. Roman Banks, uh, the one-time head men's basketball coach who had a success uh, as the uh, head coach. A basketball coach is the athletics director, where I think he's been the athletics director for several years now uh, there at Southern. Uh, he came and spoke. There was, uh, you know, it was it was already laid out the day before that, that in fact, Eric Dooley, just in his second season, as the head football coach of Southern, uh, was let go. Southern has named an interim uh, head coach that will be, Assistant head coach, Terrence Graves. He's going to serve as the interim head coach for the program. Meanwhile, safeties coach, Sean Wallace will serve as the acting head coach for the Bayou classic. And as a matter of fact, uh, coach Wallace was recently diagnosed with stage four pancreatic cancer and is currently undergoing chemotherapy. So our thoughts and prayers are with coach Wallace and really, uh, the magnitude and in in, in 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 of of the position that he has now and going through what he's going through very very admirable uh, for coach Wallace I thought it interesting and, and listen when I when I come and talk with you guys I like to have as much information as I possibly can try to do the research and then make an informed uh, opinion because what I'm a lot of what I say to you is uh, are our opinions their opinions based upon what has been said a lot of times based upon clear facts I like to kind of really talk from a factual standpoint when I uh, make an opinion and not just uh, from speculation and and and, and, uh, and really things that aren't aren't necessarily real if you will in other words they haven't really played themselves out Uh, In a manner of speaking, so um, I I think what we'll do moving forward, because there's a couple of people that I'd really like to talk to. And so I'm going to give you my opinion as an outsider, broadly speaking, about this situation and then update it as I get more information. And more likely, I'm going to update that on the weekend edition of Box to Row, which can be heard hopefully on a radio station near you and on Sirius XM. So l- let's look at some things. I want to talk about what Roman Banks, a little bit about what Roman Banks had to say. I mean, I think he was pretty forthcoming. Uh, you know, he was pretty direct, actually. I-, I-, I give him a lot of credit. I think he was pretty direct in the in the press conference, especially in the question and answer portion, because the way it started out, he started out mentioning uh, the direction, obviously that, uh, coach Dooley no longer with the program, the, the, the interim coach, the acting coach. Then it it went to the uh, the interim coach, the acting coach in terms of their thoughts, question and answer. And then back to A.D. Banks uh, to for follow up on some questions uh, and some answers. I thought he was direct. But it's a couple of things that struck me in terms of what he said. Number one, he mentioned the Bayou Classic quite a bit. And winning the Bayou Classic and the importance of winning the Bayou Classic. As a matter of fact, I think that was the messaging from Southern University as a whole, because both the acting and the interim coach mentioned the Bayou Classic. Number two, I thought A. D. Banks mentioned that uh, when 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 he, uh, as a matter of fact, hired Eric Dooley, who isn't who is a Southern grad, by the way, he's a he's a graduate an undergraduate of Southern of New Orleans, but uh, an advanced degree from Southern uh, of Baton Rouge. So he's a Southern graduate, right? Okay. Two years in. Okay. Um, I think he mentioned the fact that, hey, you know, we brought him into the program. It was great. It reinvigorated the program. Uh, Alums were happy. Former players were happy. Ticket sales went up. That is what he said. And then when asked the question by one of the, Members of the media, when did you come to the decision to let Eric Dooley go? He said in a conversation that they had the day before meaning Dooley and banks he said that to him there was no clear vision in terms of the of where the program was going forward that's what a d banks said and so uh he I guess in essence <laughs> let him go based upon. Those things. Look, they talked a lot about the Bayou Classic. okay, and, uh, you know, we can talk you can talk to me about um, because, look, you can talk to me about the, you know, the Magic City Classic, which is great. 70,000 fans. You can talk about the Florida Classic. You can talk about any number of different classics, but none of the classics measure up to the Bayou Classic. Classic at one time. Remember, the Bayou Classic was aired each and every year on NBC as the network NBC. Now it's on NBC Sports, which is cable and linear. So it's a big time event. And I I don't know exactly. I wasn't obviously privy to the meeting. Uh, again, I need to you know, I will do some some more conversing. But this, you know, the opinion that I'm giving to you about this whole situation is from an outsider's perspective based strictly on the press, mostly the presser, okay, that Southern University had. So it wasn't like you, you heard about it or somebody said this and you don't really know. It was what was said. I watched that entire uh, press conference, okay? This is my thing. Uh, this is my thing. You know, I'm not a proponent of coaches getting fired during the season, you know, it's one more game remain. I get it's one more game remaining. Maybe you, you know, maybe you now have an extra, you know, some extra time. It's out there publicly. You've got another, you know, couple of weeks. I guess because there's a buy this week, so you've got another couple of weeks to, um, to, 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 to get your ducks in a row, ducks in order for whomever the next head coach is going to be. You give yourself a little bit more time to kind of go through that process. And uh, A. D. Banks even said hey, I, we're going to take our time a little bit in this process. It's going to be a national search. I always have someone in mind, and that's what good leadership. I, I mean, I give A.D. Banks credit. Again, I'm not a proponent of guys getting fired, but, I mean, when, when you heard him talk, he was direct. You could tell he didn't take pleasure in this per se. Um, but I do have some questions, no, no doubt, uh, about that. So I would look at it from this vantage point. This was a, A, he's a Southern grad. B, this was a, a Southern team that went 7-5 and five last year. To his point, reinvigorated the program, alums, former players. Ticket sales went up, okay? And I got it. This year's 5-5. Five and five. You're coming off back-to-back losses, including a blowout loss uh, on the road, by the way, against Prairie View A&M, um, and a tough home loss. Uh, you know, the Jaguars certainly had a tough home loss, Uh, Excuse me, a a blowout loss to Corn State on the road and a tough home loss to Prairie View A&M, which is uh, which has made it so that uh, the Jaguars are now out of the SWAC's Western Division race. Seven and five last year. You talk about reinvigorating the program. Five and oh at home last year. By the way, now I get a couple of those games. One was against Virginia Lynchburg. The other was against. Um, uh, another one of those kind of money games, but three and O against SWAC opponents five and O at home overall uh, last year. That's number one. Number two, you're talking about a man that had come off of winning uh, the Western division the year before at Prairie View a and by the way, blew Prairie View a out when the two played on last year and won the Bayou classic uh, on last year. Okay. Jackson state, lost to Jackson State twice, got blown out, okay, during the regular season, came back, and I thought played a a decent game, like played a pretty decent game in the SWAC championship game. I mean, that was a Jackson State team that was not only the best team talent-wise, clearly, from a talent perspective, clearly in HBCU football, one of the best talent-wise in all of the FCS, okay? So, you know, now, that was last year. Okay, a lot of expectation for this year to A.D. Banks' point. Didn't live up to the expectations. Okay, I got it. Five and five record. Okay, five and five on the season. Three and three at home. Okay, I get it. Not not great. I got it. But look, it's only the second season, right? You know, I think that things could have been turned around, but clearly A.D. Banks. Didn't think so. And so thus this move uh, was made. And I think, you know, it's a lot of politics at our schools. And I think maybe a lot of politics, um, even more so at a school like Southern University. But I'm getting the sense that this was clearly a. I don't I don't know. I mean, I'm getting that sense, although it can never be just I, I don't think, you know, A D banks can can make this decision without. You know, without some input president and I even thank some of the alumni because it's such a political uh, school of politics. Um, So but but that said, I mean, I think he may have had the autonomy to make the ultimate decision. Let's look at Eric. I I, I got it right. Let's look at Eric Dooley's track record. I want to look at his track record because I'm thinking about, okay, what's next? You get rid of a coach that led you to a SWAC Western Division championship last year that led you to the SWAC championship game last year, that while not living up to expectations this year, it's only year two. I don't have in front of me what his contract was. I mean, I would have to think if if he's coming in and coming from Prairie View A&M, Southern probably really, really wanted him. So I'm thinking he's got to have anywhere from a, uh, well, I I would say more than a three-year contract, but at minimum three years, which would mean 2024 would be year three. But I'm thinking more like a four or five-year contract. OK, so your next coach better be someone that wins immediately and Southern better win the Bayou Classic uh, against Grambling, because guess what? Eric Dooley did last year. Let's look at his resume. Not only a Southern grad. OK, he was a, an assistant coach at Southern under Pete Richardson when Southern won four championships, 90, 97. 98, so 97, 98, 99, 2003. He was an assistant there under Pete Richardson, okay? He goes, to, leaves uh, uh, Southern, goes to Pine Bluff, where he's the offensive coordinator and quarterbacks coach. Guess what? Uh, Arkansas Pine Bluff won the SWAC championship in 2012 with Eric Dooley as the offensive coordinator. He was the offensive coordinator at Grambling, Okay. From 2014 to 2017, Grambling won back to back SWAC championships and won the HBCU National Championship and the Celebration Bowl in 2016. Eric Dooley was the head coach. Prairie View A moves on to Prairie View AM, where, as I mentioned, okay in, in uh, 2021, won the SWAC's Western Division. Eric Dooley has won everywhere he's been. So if you're telling me that there's someone else out there, that can that that has the pedigree that Eric Dooley has. It's not about, you know, he's been there five years, hadn't gotten it done. He, he's, he was let go, not even a full two years. Okay? Let's look at the history of Southern. I I, I listen, I think, you know, you talk about fan bases, uh, you talk about Uh, you know, there's not, there may not be a, I mean, with Southern and Jackson State, probably your two most biggest fan bases in all of HBCU football. Okay, I get it. This fan base wants to win. But the reality of it is the fan base Southern was spoiled under Pete Richardson. 97, 98, 99, 2003 SWAC champions. The next SWAC championship for Southern after 2003 was 2013 when Dawson Odoms was the head coach in his first, actually his first full season. And he had some success at Southern, but was never able to get back uh, to winning a SWAC championship and getting back to the Celebration Bowl. And I think, look, listen, Dawson Odoms left Southern to go to Norfolk State. Now, you know, people have different reasons for doing different things that, I mean, I don't want to, I mean, but, but, if you're going from Southern to Norfolk State, that's a bit of an interesting move. Um, you know, there there could be any number of reasons. He's back closer to the East Coast, closer to home. He grew up in, you know, in uh, in 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 uh, uh, in North Carolina, right on the other side of Charlotte. You know, maybe there's some reasons there. But I think that Dawson Odoms left because there just were maybe some expectations um, that. Uh, I just don't think the climate for him at Southern, okay, there should be expectations there. Let me back up. There should be expectations at every program to win. I just think the climate there for Dawson Odoms didn't suit him anymore, and uh, he left to go to um, to uh, Norfolk State, uh, to Norfolk State. But, again, the last championship for Southern came under Dawson Odoms. So it's not like Southern has been winning SWAC championships and Dawson Odoms had those guys competitive. They would lose to Alcorn state in the SWAC championship. It was a good Alcorn state team. That was a really good program. It would lose to grambling in what would amount to the SWAC Western division. Those were really, really good grambling football teams. He was competitive, meaning Dawson Odoms there to me. Eric Dooley deserved better. Okay. Okay. And maybe he said something in the converse. Maybe he, maybe he said something that AD bank that rubbed AD banks the wrong way. That was out of line. Maybe that's what happened. Listen, if it was like that, it, maybe he was insubordinate. Okay, maybe I don't know. Maybe, uh, you know, I think even if it's something like that, um. You know, it's, it's kind of hard to say because you want things to kind of be in order, but sometimes things are said uh, in the midst uh, of a conversation that you wish you hadn't said. I don't know exactly what happened. All I know is that Eric Dooley was in his second year and not even completed his second season already out, of the, do- out the door, five and five on the season, you talk about home games, three and three, with the Bayou Classic on the horizon. He didn't even get a chance to coach in the Southern in the uh, Bayou Classic. This man is a Southern University graduate. Again, I'm not a proponent of firing coaches before the season is over. I am a proponent of business in in things done in order. Um, look, Southern made a decision. Um, I don't have all of the information uh, on the surface. I don't agree with it, but it's not for me not to agree. I'm just voicing, you know, sort of my opinion uh, about the situation from a purely outside perspective based upon a what I just talked about with Eric Dooley and his resume B, what was actually said at the press conference, not reading clippings, watching the press conference. In sort of giving my opinions. That said, uh, again on the weekend edition of Boxster, I hope to talk with a couple of people. As a matter of fact, who are a little bit closer to the situation, maybe give you an update. Uh, maybe I'll have some more information. Maybe I'm wrong, but maybe I'm right. Either way, as I get information, I will certainly, you know, update you with that, and then maybe you know we'll see maybe i maybe i'm totally out of line in terms of you know what i'm saying but again i'm i'm of the opinion I, i'm not a proponent of that and i think it's a mistake you know i i think it's a mistake to let eric Dooley go uh you know who who could be the next coach could it be you know chinnis berry's a hot coach and i'm not trying to throw chinnis berry in every job i you know would talk with him at, you know maybe he's maybe you know south carolina state needs needs a coach with the retirement of the legendary buddy Pugh and uh, Berry, right up the road in Columbia with the success that he's having at Benedict. Of course, he's got more football left to play. Perhaps a, a, a can could be a candidate for this job as well at Southern, uh, right? he's He was at Southern under Dawson Odoms when Southern was having uh, a lot of success. Um, so again, you know, we'll see moving forward. But as I get more information, I certainly will update you guys. Listen, as a programming note, okay? We will have an HBCU Football Daily Podcast on tomorrow. Audio only. poch as well as iHeartMedia.com. Audio only. Okay, we'll uh, talk about the pre- preview, some of the games of the week. We got some really, really big football games uh, that are taking place uh, this weekend. Uh, joining us on the weekend edition of the program, Prairie View a and head football coach Bubba McDowell, uh, outgoing South Carolina State head football coach, Uh, The legendary Buddy Pugh also going to join us on the program. But I'm going away for the after tomorrow, okay? I'm going away for a couple of weeks. So there will not be an HBCU Football Daily Podcast after tomorrow for a couple of weeks. I'm going away, all right? Um, But, uh, of course, you can listen to the weekend edition of Box to Row on a radio station near you. We'll have a fresh new program for you this weekend. Um, And next weekend we'll have Um, of program for you as well. The week after that um, will be a replay of a program. So uh, make those programming notes. Okay. Um, So uh, again, you can listen to box to row the weekend edition beginning Friday, 6 PM Eastern five central three Pacific time on Sirius XM college sports radio. That's channel 84 formerly known as ESPNU radio on Sirius XM. Uh, You can listen also on satellite radio, Saturdays, 9 a.m. Eastern, 8 Central, 6 Pacific, on Sirius XM channel 142, the HBCU channel, or on a radio station near you. As you're on our website, botch just click on the affiliate link. I'll talk with you tomorrow.
0: We hope you enjoy this episode of the HBCU Football Daily Podcast. You can watch on our YouTube page on YouTube at HBCU Football Daily Podcast. Don't forget to get your HBCU football fix on Box to Row with Donald Ware each weekend on a radio station near you. And on Sirius XM on the HBCU channel, channel 142. And on ESPNU Radio on Sirius XM, channel 84. Follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram for the latest in HBCU football. And don't forget to tell a friend.